Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What is up, Fight Fans? We welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio, and we have a big one planned for you today. Joining us on the show for a state of the game discussion of boxing, Marcos Viegas. You know him from Fight Hub, but also from PBC on Fox. He's their unofficial scorer. We're going to go through all the biggest rumors and the biggest fights. Not exactly a lot of fights being put on right now. We're about 10 days in to this two-week hiatus. We're almost at the finish line. We almost have some more fights coming up. Uh, we're going to get into all that and more. If you're enjoying the show, you can check it out over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review over on YouTube at Copybox TV. And of course, every Friday night, 7 o'clock on the Fubo Sports Network. Okay, let's talk to Marcos Viegas from Fight Hub. It is now time to bring in the boxing journalist, Marcos Viegas, creator of Fight Hub. And if you've seen that face, you know that face. You see him on Fox Sports. He's part of the PBC on Fox as an unofficial scorer. That's a tough job, right, Marcos? So, first of all, welcome to the show. It's been a long time coming. This is your uh, debut on Inside Boxing Live. Happy to have you. Hey, man. Thanks uh, for being here, Dan. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh being on here and yeah man it's about time bro what are you talking <laughs> see me and marcos are always on the road together uh you know with fox or not even even before fox uh we would always see each other at the at the weigh-ins and the one of the hardest working guys in boxing right there marcos vegas creating fight hub to, to what it is now uh you know and doing the stuff w- with uh the pbc on fox unofficial score uh a very tough job right tell us a little bit about uh, that gig uh yeah that's stressful uh, because on, on one end, um, you know, you, you're, you're seeing a fight from from the monitors from ringside, but you know, obviously, there's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure that comes from it because you know people are expecting you to get it right, um, and you're always not going to make people happy. They're always going to disagree with your score one way or the other, and then you got to deal with the other component to that. And you know, I'm a lot younger. Than some of the other guys that have been doing it or have been historically doing it so you know that that's an added pressure as to like hey is this young cat like does he know what the heck he's doing like does he know what the heck he's seeing so there's very many layers there and then to add on that you know you knowing and getting to know the fighters how they fight right and how historically their fights have gone you know a lot of the times you know coming in like man this is going to be a really really hard fight to score and, and, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty sure who won around, you know, and it's very rare that I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. uh, but there are times where you're like, you got to think of the other things as to why someone would win around, uh, because a lot of them do tend to be really, really clo- uh, close. Like, like, I'll give you for instance, like Sean Porter fights. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. Porter yeah. Spence. I was sitting right next Porter, to you. Porter fights are extremely hard to freaking score, man. Yeah, they are. Like, they are stressful. Like, so many things going on through your head. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of the guys that I'm just like when I hear him fight or he has a fight coming up, I'm just like ah okay. We <laughs> better lock in because yeah, we, I, we usually sit next to each other when we're at fights. And uh, uh, I'll tell you right now, Marcos. 
back years and years ago. I know. I feel like another world ago. When you're when you're sitting there and you're doing your fights, like you cannot talk, to, you can't you you can't be talked to. Like you're so locked in, and it just shows in your scorecards. I think the fans uh, enjoy them; they mostly agree with them, which is a tough thing to do. Uh, but let's talk about some fights. Let's talk about what's upcoming. Uh, the boxing schedule is starting to round into form for the next 90 days. Uh, there has been three fights added to the schedule. It's Virgil Ortiz, Maurice Hooker, which is an awesome fight. Carl Frampton, Jamel Herring. Alexander Povetkin and Dillian White rematch. They all have dates now, and those are now added to Chocolatito versus Estrada, Unification, uh, Burchelt versus Valdez, Teixeira versus Castano, Caleb Plant's return, Joe Smith's title fight. Very solid 90 days. Now, there's two fights that are, aren't going to be on the schedule, and uh, we'll get to that in, in a second. But of those fights, Marcos, which are you? Uh, which fight stands out the most to you? I think off the top of my head, definitely... Um... Chocolatito versus uh, Gallo Estrada. J just because we know their first fight was great. We know both those guys are action fighters. They come forward. Uh, they throw a lot of punches, uh, more or less. They're of the same skill level. Uh, and just overall, th those guys are... Uh, it's very rare to find them in a boring fight. You mm -hmm. know, especially when you, you look at the fight that uh, Chocolatito had with Yofai. You know, there, there was a time where we were kind of questioning where was Chocolatito, if, if he was the same Roman... Uh, because, you know, the, that spell that he had you know, with the knockout and then the weight issues and then his trainer dying, it, it seemed like he didn't have the same motivation. And he just looked like he was on the downside, but he, he's in a good place now. Uh, and he looked phenomenal in, in that uh, Yafai fight. Uh, so, you know, this fight with him and uh, Gallo Estrada uh, is really, I think, could be potentially a fight of the year and a fight that fans should be watching if they're not watching already or, or don't know much of them because they're smaller guys. You know, obviously the second one would be Povetkin and White just yeah, because yeah. of the knockout. And, I, I you know, I, I guess with heavyweights, when we see a knockout in the first fight, we expect that maybe we can get a knockout again. Mm -hmm. And just overall, you know, just two big guys uh, going at it. I, I think that's the, the allure of a heavyweight fight is, you know, at the end of the day, we want to see two big guys just beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And and obviously, uh, Chocolatito Estrada is the biggest fight, even though they're the smallest guys, of the next 90 days. And uh, people, I, I put this on Twitter and a bunch of people chirped at me. But there's no big fights in there. There's no super fights. You know, meh. I got a bunch of different reactions. But you have to take a deeper look at it. That obviously is the, the biggest fight in terms of, of names and, and what it can be. But a lot of these fights are going to lead to bigger fights. And they're going to lead to big bigger, uh, um, you know, a better picture of what's going on uh, at a certain weight. Same thing with Virgil Ortiz and, and, and Maurice Hooker, which is a great piece of matchmaking from Golden Boy. Virgil Ortiz wants to go from contender to, to champion, and that, that can do that. Jamel Herring and Carl Frampton at 130. We have to figure out what's going on at 130. So th those two will fight. And then we have Burchelt and Valdez, a fight which That's I think is going to be super fan-friendly. Not only that... Not only that, Marcos, in terms of it being super fan-friendly, it gives us a, a clearer picture of what's going on at 130 because is is Lomachenko going to go down to 130 and fight Burchell? Could Burchell uh, potentially go up to 135? Not only is there are fights that, that are just... You know, maybe you know not, not the most sizzling matchups, but they're going to lead to 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 bigger and better. Same thing with Caleb Plant too, and and Joe Smith, because he's I mean every single fight on that list is going to have is going to lead to bigger fights either in 2021 or early 2022. The uh, Valdez Burchelt fight is is another one that I think it, it might be going under the radar. That fight's going to just knowing their styles and knowing that both guys get hit a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and knowing that Burchelt's a big power puncher, you know, Valdez likes to get lulled into fights. That's going to be a great fight. But, you know, certainly, um, like you mentioned, you know, Caleb Plant and Joe Smith, um, you know, Plant's in a fight that a lot of people are wondering, like, what, what is this guy, what does Caleb Truex do for Plant? You know, and, and Plant, you know, I said, you know, the, the, the whole point was to get that mandatory out of the way to set up for a big fight with Canelo. Uh, Joe Smith, you know, we're, we're hoping at some point, um, if he does uh, win this next fight, that he goes in with a fight with Arthur Betterbia because both the guys are huge uh, knockout punchers. So, so you're right about that, you know. Uh, well, you know, hopefully 2021 uh, is a better year where we're able to get, you know, past the COVID stuff. And the main reason why we won't see big fights this year is because they can't pack arenas at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, we'll, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see because I, I think these first 90 days, it leads to a bigger and better, like I, I just said. And this I, this is a list that doesn't have the Anthony Joshua's and what's going on with Fury and Wilder. It's a list that doesn't have Manny Pacquiao on it. Uh, none of the welterweights and none of the four princes that we're going to get to in, in a little bit. So, yes, there are some good fights in the next 90 days. Uh, if you throw in the fact that we haven't even gotten to the superstars yet, it could be, you know, the, the tides are turning towards a, a bigger year. And, of course, like you just illustrated, we need to get fans uh, in in the crowds. Uh, we need to get a live gate in order to make some of these fights uh, because that's you know that's just the name of the game when it comes uh, to boxing. On the other side of things, we're going to talk about Canelo Alvarez. Some rumors, uh, potential fight with Caleb Plant, uh, B.J. Saunders. Uh, what's his mandatory situation? All that coming up next. Our next interview is brought to you by Bully Crew CBD, five-star rated. It comes in oils, it comes in creams, it comes in gummies. I use them before and after I work out. It's perfect for the active person. Uh, you can take it as a gummy. Uh, don't drink the cream, whatever you do. Put the cream uh, on you. Uh, you can take it in an oil form. It's great. I love CBD and I love Bully Crew. Type in IBL for 20% off. It's Bully Crew CBD. Okay, Marcos Vegas, I have you here, and let's talk about Canelo Alvarez, uh, the biggest name in boxing, pound for pound king. Uh, a lot of rumors. We don't know what's next. Uh, we, he kind of told us, actually, what his plan is going to be. You know, uh, a Yildirim uh, mandatory defense over at the WBC. He wants to fight the champions, and that's BJ Saunders, and that's Caleb Plant. But, you know, how's this puzzle piece going to look? Because uh, I had heard uh, from some people in the business that uh, Canelo could potentially be going over to Fox. And if that's the case, it would probably be a two-fight deal where he could potentially fight Anvi Yildirim on regular Fox, which I think would be a ratings bonanza. And then he could fight Caleb Plant in May as part of his first uh, unification bout. There's a lot of things going on with Canelo Alvarez. What route do you think he'll take? Uh, you know, that, that's an interesting one, and obviously, you know, all we could do is speculate. We, we don't know what he's going to do, um, to be honest. I, I think, you know, w with the Yildrum fight, it's an opponent that doesn't have a big name, and I'm not sure if DAZN would want to pay the premium price that they pay Canelo for an opponent of that name. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. You know, he, he does have a loyal Turkish fan base. Um, I'm not sure if DAZN's in Turkey, uh, but if they By are... Way, they're, they're worldwide now. <laughs> they, they are worldwide um, but you know, even then, you know, you got you got to quantify the amount that you're paying Canelo, and if it's gonna, you know, make the your money back on that. You know, uh, regardless if Yildrim's not a big name, if it's put on Fox on prime time because it's Canelo, 
it's going to do a lot of ratings. In there, you know, they, they could charge for advertisers, ad spends, all that. So it, it would make more sense uh, on a business side to maybe do that for the two-fight deal because then it leads into uh, a fight with Caleb Plant uh, that Plant wants, um, that he feels that he could win. And, and, you know, we could more or less get a undisputed super middleweight champion. And, and you know, let me tell you this. You know, that, that fight with Caleb Plant is not an easy fight for Canelo if, if that happens. And I, I know a lot of people are thinking that it might be given uh, Caleb Plant's level of competition as of late and just overall, you know, the best guy that he has on his resume is Uzkatagi. Yeah. But I think, you know, th that looks like a route that could happen. The other thing, you know, that I've heard on, on an interview is that, you know, Eddie Hearn is, is pretty much representing Canelo now. You know, he has uh, this mandatory with Yildrum, but, you know, he has... Uh, Billy Joe Saunders that he can make a fight with Gennady Golovkin that mm -hmm. I know DeZone has been wanting to make a fight uh, with Canelo uh, and that's a big marquee fight so you know at the end of the day I think it's going to come down to money what makes most sense uh, for him and who could pay him at, at that point so yeah uh, I agree. obviously those are two routes for for Canelo to go yeah there's a lot of moving and shaking going on probably as we speak right now what Canelo could do uh, obviously Jake he says Shaking and bacon. Shaking and bacon. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, he's he, money is 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 everything in boxing, and obviously Canelo has said that he wants to unify uh, the 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 weight class. But the fact that you brought up Eddie Hearn, and we don't know if he if he's potentially has a deal with them, but you know that they they have worked together uh, for that uh, Calum Smith fight, and it seems to be like uh, they they enjoyed working together, and all things are pointing to them having a a, a good working relationship. Uh, but, you know, Eddie Hearn could dangle, uh, you know, that Golovkin fight. He can show him the numbers. Like, listen, I know you want to unify and you're all about history, uh, Canelo, but here's what you can make for a fight with Caleb Plant. Here's what a, uh, uh, you can make for a fight with, with um, BJ Saunders. And here's what you can make for a trilogy fight with Gennady Golovkin, which there are no belts on the line, but maybe if, if Golovkin moves up to 168. And this is what you can make. So it's interesting to see what's going on with Canelo. I do agree that you put this fight on Fox. I think um, a, a lot of fans would enjoy that. I, I think the, the most uh, marketable fight outside of a fight with Golovkin would be Caleb Plant. Uh, because if he's been on Fox before, he's got a, a pretty good style. He's media uh, savvy. I know you had him on uh, on uh, Fight Hub, which was a really good interview. Go check that out. But I had T. Fimo on the show last week, and he said flat out, maybe this is because they're friends, but he says, you know, Caleb Plant gives Canelo a, a tough fight. He gives him a tougher fight than B.J. Saunders because of his jab, because of his quickness. You know, take a look at what's given Canelo issues in the past, and you have to go back to maybe like 2013 or 2014 to find the last time Canelo had issues outside of Golovkin. It's guys with good jabs. It's guys that are quick. Not exactly bigger, because I think Benavidez also get, would give Canelo issues too. Uh, Caleb Plant versus uh, versus Canelo is a juicy matchup. No, I, I like the fight. I love it because uh, um, you know there, there's things there that Caleb Plant brings that I don't think Canelo has seen recently. He's seen them, but not recently and not all put in one package. You know, obviously... Caleb's a lot bigger than Canelo, has a very good job, uh, excellent, excellent footwork. You know, obviously Canelo would have the power. Uh, both guys are, are great defensively, but Canelo does have problems with guys that have solid jabs. We've seen that with Mayweather. We've seen that with Golovkin, especially with Golovkin, yep. um, and movement. You know, we saw that for a little bit with Austin Trout, who was a southpaw. Right, and Lara. Southpaw, but, you know, we've seen saw that... Uh, as well with Floyd mm -hmm. uh, and with other fighters that are fleet of foot, 
they tend to give Canelo problems because Canelo's a little flat-footed. He has to set to throw his punches. Yep. Uh, so to me, it's it's a very it's a lot more interesting fight than you know Saunders, which I love. I love that Saunders fight. Saunders fight's a great fight, but I think Plant is more interesting because I see him as more dangerous uh, than Saunders because he's an actual super middleweight. He's a legit built super middleweight, not a puffed up super middleweight. We got a lot more to get to. Manny Pacquiao's 2021 plans. We're going to talk about the four princes. Don't call them the four kings. We're going to call them the four princes. All that and more coming up next. Our next interview is brought to you by Bully Crew CBD. Five-star rated. It comes in oils. It comes in creams. It comes in gummies. I use them before and after I work out. It's perfect for the active person. Uh, you can take it as a gummy. Uh, don't Drink the cream, whatever you do. Put the cream uh, on you. Uh, you can take it in an oil form. It's great. I love CBD and I love Bully Crew. Type in IBL for 20% off. It's Bully Crew CBD. All right, Marcos, final segment of the show. We're going to talk a little about the four princes. Don't call them the four kings. Whenever I mention that on Twitter, I get ridiculed. I'm talking about Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, Javanta. Uh, Oh, he's the same guy. And uh, TV Fimo, Devin Haney, all of them. You know who they are by now. Uh, they're all jockeying for position. You know, Ryan Garcia is pushing for Tank Davis, which I think is a very smart move from Ryan Garcia because he probably knows deep down inside that fight's not going to happen next. So if I put the pressure on him, it makes Tank Davis not look so great if he realizes that that fight's not going to happen. You got TV Fimo Lopez potentially going up against Camposos in Australia with Bob Arum saying just recently that that fight's not going to happen in Australia until the, until the pandemic's over. The latest with Devin Haney is that they're looking at April 2nd. And uh, they, I know they want Teofimo Lopez, but as boxing fans and, and as guys that, that cover the sport, we always know we don't get these fights when we want them. Uh, with all the moving and shaking going on, your thoughts on, on this all as a whole and uh, what can we see in 2020? What's realistic? Uh, what's realistic is title defenses from all the guys, obviously. And it's, that's a weird thing to even say. Honestly, now that I'm saying it, because the, the number one guy at that division is Teofimo Lopez. He has all the belts and saying title defenses that shows you like, okay, so-and-so has this belt, regular belt, super. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's crazy. Makes no sense. That's boxing. It's, that's prime boxing for you. Yeah. Uh, but, but obviously, you know, defenses. And, and, you know, the one thing I do like that I'll, I'll commend them is, and it's really refreshing, is that for the first time in a bit, and I think, you know, with this new generation, you know, they're actually calling for fights against each other. They're yeah. not saying, oh, I'm going to marinate this. Oh, we'll wait. Like, no, like they want fights with each other now, which is a good sign because these are the guys that are going to be carrying boxing. These are the guys that are going to be moving up to 140 to 147. And they're already having this energy now. And I love it. I like it. This, this is what young fighters, the kind of attitude, the kind of energy they need to bring in the boxing. This is obviously what boxing needs. Uh, and needs to see consistently is the top guys pressuring, wanting to challenge himself and, and putting them in positions to fight each other relatively sooner than later because th this marinating fights, it's a bunch of bull crap. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And, and what, I like from, what I like from Ryan Garcia is a lot of things. I think he's doing, he's saying the right things. I think he's maturing before our eyes. Uh, you know, he, he wants to fight and he also wants to like, you know, be the uh, face of the generation of the, the younger generation. You know, he's very inspired by Manny Pacquiao. 
Pacquiao actually called him after the Luke Campbell win. Uh, you know, he says he wants to fight Pacquiao. That's a whole other story. But you can tell that they're in it for more than, than just boxing. And, and But I want to talk about, like, what we can, like, realistically next. We'll start with, with Ryan Garcia. I could see Ryan Garcia potentially fighting Jorge Linares, who he was originally supposed to fight uh, before Luke Campbell. And then you go over to Devin Haney, maybe on April 2nd, Devin Haney fights Javier Fortuna. Uh, I brought up the fact that Tifimo's probably going to fight Cambosos. Maybe he fights a, a tune-up fight before then, if they can't do that until the summer. And you got Tank going up against someone in the PBC, whether it's Chris Colbert, whether, uh, you know, find another name, maybe another type of step-up fight, and maybe do it at 135 to see uh, how he looks there. Uh, what do you think of those types of matchups if we don't get the, the fights next that we want? I love him and Chris Colbert, a.k.a. Chris Colbert. Uh, I'll say Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fight, man. Primetime is legit. Like, this guy is the truth. He is. And what? Chris could maybe end up winning that fight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make that fight because I, I think they're, they're, that's funny, they're priming primetime uh, to be <laughs> a, uh, a big star. Um, Linares against Ryan Garcia, excellent fight. A lot of people are counting out Linares. I would love to see that fight because I, I, I still feel that there's a lot left in Jorge Linares, and he could still end up winning that fight, even though Ryan proved a lot in stopping Luke. Dude, you know, Jorge couldn't stop Luke. Garcia uh, Linares would be like three rounds of just power punches, and you don't know who's going down, like last man standing. Yeah, and, you know, and both guys are vulnerable. We know that Ryan's vulnerable now, too. You know, he, he keeps his, the, his head a little too high. You know, Luke, Luke caught him with the shot. And then Jorge, you know, bless his heart. I love Jorge. He's always had trouble with guys that could punch. He's always had trouble being able to take punishment consistently, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the losses that he's had recently have all been to Mexican fighters, you know. Uh, so uh, let's see what happens. But I, I would love to see that matchup. Uh, Devin Haney and Fortuna, that's an interesting fight. Because Fortuna, you know, you're shaking your head a little bit. He can cry. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Fortuna, obviously, not his weight class. You know, he, he's a smaller guy, but he has a tricky style, and the guy still has a very respectable punch. And we saw, you know, how much trouble Gamboa gave Devin. I, I think that's an interesting fight, even though fans won't be happy with it because they want to see Devin with tail. Um, but I think that that's a good, solid test for Devin, and, and, and it's a, a test that's going to show us a lot more where he is as in his development. Yeah, let's, let's, you know, for the fight fans listening, let's not go too crazy if we don't get these fights next. Like, we, we talked about how bad over-marinating is. Over-marinating is like two, three, four years, five years. If we get these big matchups late 2021, early 2022, when these guys are still, you know, before the age of 25... It's a great thing for boxing. We're building up interest in it. We're building up, uh, you know, storylines. That's what it's all about. That's how you get fans involved is with storylines. What's next? You know, what can we see? You know, just step-ups. It's it's a great thing right now. I am a big proponent for what's going on uh, with, these, with these four princes. And I'm just overall excited for boxing in 2021. I know you are too. You're a positive guy. I try to be the same way. I appreciate you coming on the show, Marcos. We're going to get to get you on a lot more because I enjoyed this very much. A state of the game, Marcos Villegas. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Our next interview is brought to you by Bully Crew CBD, five-star rated. It comes in oils, it comes in creams, it comes in gummies. I use them before and after I work out. It's perfect for the active person. Uh, you can take it as a gummy. Uh, don't drink the cream, whatever you do. Put the cream uh, on you. Uh, you can take it in an oil form. 
It's great. I love CBD and I love Bully Crew. Type in IBL for 20% off. It's Bully Crew CBD. A special thanks to Marcos Viegas for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live. Some news and notes before we say goodbye. Anthony Joshua's Tyson Fury looks like it's getting closer to a location. We don't have a signed deal. We don't have a fight date. But according to Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn, they're going to tell you that this fight is close and we have a location. They're not going to give you the location. Uh, they say it's most likely not going to happen in the UK. I would be shocked if this fight doesn't end up in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but we just don't know. We don't know what's going on with, with, with Deontay Wilder and nonetheless with that he's he's you know filing some type of litigation uh, to get that third fight uh, with Tyson Fury but if you talk to Eddie Hearn you talk to Bob Arum they say this fight's happening and it's going on uh, and it's going to happen all, all systems go. Sergey Kovalev will not be fighting on January 30th, a highly anticipated fight uh, with Bek uh, Melikuzev. That fight is off because he tested positive for synthetic testosterone. I saw a pretty funny joke over on, on Twitter that Sergey Kovalev has now two illegal streams in the last month because, yes, last week he was uh, stealing the zone stream and now another stream of synthetic testosterone is coming out of Sergey Kovalev. So no sympathy for him. And lastly, Lamar Odom and Jose Canseco are set for celebrity boxing. Boxing bouts, not against each other, because that would be ridiculous. Uh, the celebrity boxing world is heating up. The regular boxing world is heating up. We have actual fights to talk about next week over on Showtime. We always have you locked here on Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week.